Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's my distinct pleasure to present to you. It's Hub Arkish on 670 The Score. Not better than Hub. You know, Hub, I think you hit a great point there. Tell you what kind of day this is going to be. I'm looking at the text line here at 67011. (laughs) Olin, Patrick, I think you guys know how I feel about you. I think, Hub, you are right, too. (laughs) Hub Arkish. For whatever reason, we got a room at a, I don't know what it was, a do drop in in Green Bay. We got in that night. We come out the next morning. It is like zero. And somebody, some Packer fans, and I don't know, I guess it was obviously was my license plate, identified my car and spelled out on my windshield, completely covering the windshield in Kraft American Cheese singles, Hub sucks and so do the Bears. And Let's go down to the field and Hub Arkish. I mean, somebody stood out there at four in the morning in 10 below weather peeling like 200 pieces of, of Kraft American cheese to do it. Hub Arkish on 670 The Score, a radio.com sports station. I thank you for uh, enlightening this boomer. I- Who do I reach out to at Kraft to get my endorsement deal for singles, uh, American cheese singles? Uh, I had forgotten we told that story on the air, but it was a lot of fun. I am Hub Arkish, and it is my pleasure to be with you this evening sitting in for Joe Ostrowski on the Joe O Show. We're going to have a lot of fun, guys. We've got a great lineup of guests for you this evening. In about 15 minutes, Patrick Finley, who covers the Bears on the beat for the Chicago Sun-Times, will be here. In the 7 o'clock hour, our very own Bruce Levine here to talk about uh, moves to the Chicago White Sox, moves away from the Chicago Cubs. At 7.20, Joe Colley here, one of my very favorite guests and, and absolutely one of the best NBA guys around. Bulls are interesting. I don't know if they're good, bad, or indifferent, but they are interesting. And then at 7.40, Campy. Rick Camp, not only an outstanding producer engineer at the score, but also our Chicago Blackhawk, uh, I'm sorry, our Chicago Bulls uh, in-house expert. And uh, Camp, of course, uh, Campy does the pregame show for all of our Bulls broadcasts, and we'll talk some more Bulls with him. And then at 8 o'clock, Josh Nelson is going to check in uh, with a little bit more White Sox talk. So we shall see, uh, you know, what we have this evening. Obviously sprinkled in a ton of Chicago Bears, NFL 
NFL playoff talk. Our phone number, 312-644-6767. If you want to jump in quick in the next 10 minutes or so before uh, Patrick joins us, I would love to hear from you. You can also text me at 312-644-6767. So uh, looking forward to having a great time with you guys for the next three hours. And I think where we will start in the first hour, of course, is uh, Chicago Bears and NFL. I say, of course, because it is my beat, but also with Pat coming in to talk some more and everybody sitting around waiting for what they think may be coming next. And, and, and what needs to be explained to everybody is that you may be waiting for nothing because um, it is better than 50-50 that there will be no firings with the Chicago Bears. I, I, I think it's probably uh, 90% certain, maybe 95% certain that Matt Nagy uh, will be back as the head coach, and I believe should be. Um, and I think it's probably 60-40, maybe more like 70-30, that Ryan Pace gets another year as well to try and prove that he is the right guy in the general manager spot. That one not nearly as clear because of so much that has gone on over the last couple seasons, but um, I keep getting calls from people. When are we going to hear, you know, when are they going to talk? Guys, if they're not making changes, there's nothing to hear, you know? <laughs> and so uh, this idea that, that something is imminent, um, I, I just don't think that's where we're at right now. Um, should it be? That That's a different question. Uh, and I spent uh, about 20 minutes with Danny Parkins and Matt Spiegel at the four o'clock hour. We talked about this and, you know, you got to move past, guys, the emotion of your your personal evaluations, your personal feelings, your personal angst and outrage, um, uh, how unhappy you may be uh, over the fact that Ryan Pace drafted Mitch Trubisky over Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Obviously, you should be unhappy about that. That was a big, big mistake. But you know, nobody should be judged by their worst moment. Nobody gets judged or evaluated in their career over the biggest mistake they ever made. It should be weighted. It should be considered. It may be enough to put it over the top because of other dissatisfaction that George McCaskey, the chairman of the board of the Chicago Bears, decides to move on. That we don't know. Um, but that in itself is just, it's not, it's not a reason to fire Ryan Pace. What you have to look at is where the team is at right now what their options are and what their opportunities are for the 2021 season and what they look like as an organization and are they set to win and contend for the next three, four, five, six, seven years. Those are all really different questions, you know, and, and when you get to the idea, all right, you've already made up your mind. Ryan Pace needs to go. It's not just Mitch. There's been a number of other things. We think we can do better. Well, all right, if that's what you believe, before you pull the trigger, you better make sure that you have two, three, four really good options as to how you're going to do better. Because if you, in fact, fire a guy who was the NFL executive of the year uh, just two years, three seasons ago, and bring in somebody who's worse, then your job is probably going to be the next one to go. Uh, beyond that, where, as I said, is this team set for 2021? Let's forget for a minute about where they may be, you know, what they might be looking like uh, going into 22, 23, 24. And let's just talk about this 2021 season. And the reason I think that's particularly relevant with the Chicago Bears is that we saw enough from the defense 
this year. Actually, they were outstanding the first 10 weeks of the season. Eh, outstanding, maybe a stretch, but they were very, very good going into the bye. They struggled mightily coming out of the bye for whatever reasons. Uh, but then again, just two days ago in New Orleans, um, they played a really good football game for the most part. Obviously, third down wasn't anywhere near good enough. But they held the New Orleans Saints to seven points for the first 40 minutes. And when you do that, you know, you've accomplished something. And, and, and so we know that there is still more than enough talent on this defense. And really, amongst the starters, the only free agency concern is going to be Tayshawn Gibson. Um, Roy Robertson-Harris was a starter at the beginning of the year. I'm not sure he would be right now. We've got Eddie Goldman coming back. Bilal Nichols took a huge step forward. Mario Edwards Jr. and Brent Urban played well all year long. John Jenkins was making plays on Sunday. So um, as much as I like Robertson-Harris and wouldn't mind if he was back, I'm not sure how critical that is. So if they can re-sign uh, Tayshawn Gibson, if that's what they choose to do, or find a better option, then it's really just about trying to figure out how to resurrect Eddie Jackson, and, and you've again got a top-five defense. And with that, you are almost instantly a contender if you can do anything on offense at all. And, and then you go to the other side of the ball, you know, and you say, okay, what can they do on offense? Who should be the quarterback? Um, I'm not convinced off of Sunday that at this point bringing Mitch Trubisky back is the best idea. It's not the worst idea for sure, not when you look at what is available in free agency. But I think the thing that a lot of us have missed is that the reason they made such a strong push to get Nick Foles is he was the first choice of Matt Nagy, possibly Ryan Pace too. And as poorly as he played this year, with no offseason, didn't meet his teammates until he got to training camp in August, no exhibition games, uh, and the knowledge that Foles is still better suited to run, quote, Matt Nagy's offense than the offense that they were running the last four or five weeks where they showed significant improvement with Mitch, um, they could very well come up with a plan where Foles is the starter going into next season. They do sign one of these other veteran free agents who isn't going to be the long-range answer, but could be a solid backup. And a guy like Tyrod Taylor or Ryan Fitzpatrick who could win you some games if they had to play, then they draft the quarterback of the future. That is a possibility. Um, and, and, and if those things happen and the, the improvement in the offensive line was real, and then you go into the draft and free agency and you improve that offensive line even more and add more depth at wide receiver. Obviously, you got to re-sign Allen Robinson. You could be talking about a contender in 2021. I'm not saying they would be. I'm not saying they are. I'm not saying that should be the plan. I'm saying it's a very real possibility. If you fire Ryan Pace, you probably are blowing things up. You probably are saying the new GM has to come in. He's going to put his own spin on it. Is he going to want to keep Matt Nagy? You're creating all kinds of turmoil and opportunity for change. And maybe that's the right way to go. Again, that's I'm not arguing that it isn't, but you're certainly not going to contend in 21. You're throwing away a season, which may be the last year that the window is open on this defense. And then who knows where you're at in 22 and 23. So, you know, this is this is what we were talking about in the four o'clock hour. This is what we should talk about tonight. These are the considerations going forward that I'm sure George McCaskey is looking at. And it's one of the reasons that I wouldn't be at all shocked if Ryan Pace gets one more year. Let's get to the phone lines and welcome Bill in. Bill is out in Lake Geneva. Bill, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. 
I was just wondering who you think that Nagy helped coach up, made better, and how many people regressed under his coaching. Even the players who left seem to do better elsewhere. Just wondering about that. Bill, it's a great question, you know, and uh, I'm going to have to do it off the top of my head. It's not something that I prepared, but right off the top of my head, obviously David Montgomery uh, took a huge step forward this year. Um, obviously, the two young offensive linemen, Sam Mustafer and Alex Bars, took big steps forward this year. Um, considering that he was a fifth-round draft choice, you got to love what he did with Darnell Mooney. Um, you go over, and, and, and I, about, I'm assuming we're talking about the whole roster. I mean, you know, he is the head coach. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just wondering, because Nagy didn't want Howard, who was a 1,000-yard rusher. We got rid of him, and it took until you know, the end of the season for Montgomery to do better, and they kind of lucked into the offensive line. I mean, they weren't the starters. They weren't put in there. They just kind of, due to injury, they happened to be even better than the ones they picked at the beginning. All right, well, Bill, not, you but, now you're, yeah, but now you're changing the question a little bit. They didn't luck into anything. They signed Mustafer and Bars as undrafted rookie free agents. I mean, you know, people don't want to hear this, but that's not luck. That's a good job by Ryan Pace and his group, you know, finding those guys and bringing them in. But, but again, I'm just trying to answer your question about who did he coach up to, to improve. You go over on the defensive side of the ball, uh, Roquan Smith took a quantum leap forward this year. Uh, the backups on the defensive line were excellent in, in, in Brent Urban and, and Mario Edwards Jr. Bilal Nichols uh, took a step forward this year. Uh, I was very impressed with Jalen Johnson. Um, uh, you know, so I, I, there, there are guys who became better football players while Matt Nagy was the head coach. Is he the reason for it? That's not necessarily true. You got to look at their position coaches, their coordinators, etc. Um, but then you turn it around, and how many players were good before they got here and didn't perform as well? Well, now you wonder what happened with Robert Quinn. Uh, you know, you, you certainly, I mean, Jermaine Effetti was, was, was nothing special. Um, uh, they certainly used Jimmy Graham well. You know, everybody hated that signing when they made it. And I think at the end of the day, that, that's a B at worst. I mean, that, that was turned out to be a good signing. And, and what they paid him is not my problem. I mean, it didn't create cap issues in 2020. The cap issues going forward in 21 are because of the pandemic, not because of the coaches. So, um, guys, we're going to have to take a break here. I know we've got Patrick on the line in Plano. Patrick, if you want to hang on, uh, we're having another Patrick, Pat Finley, the great beat reporter from the Chicago Sun-Times on the Bears. We'll take your question for Pat and I if you want to stay with us through this very quick commercial break. Next up, we continue to talk Bears with Pat Finley of the Chicago Sun-Times right here on The Score. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago Sports Station. It was just sloppy, so like I said, there's a lot of things that we need to do better, a lot of things that need to change, um, and a lot of it is the, the, the culture and what we accept and what we don't. So we just got to keep getting better, and you, you got to play your best ball against, against better teams like that, especially Green Bay last week and the Saints this week. You got to show up to play and execute, and everybody's got to be on the same page. And tonight was just sloppy for us, so that's why we didn't get the result we wanted. Welcome back, everybody. Hubbard, you're sitting in for Joe Ostrowski tonight on the Joe O Show. We're here until nine o'clock this evening with a great lineup of guests, and 
taking your phone calls and texts as well. But right now, I want to kick it off with one of those great guests I mentioned. Patrick Finley does an outstanding job covering the Chicago Bears on the beat for the Chicago Sun-Times. Pat and I uh, also shared an interesting season as the only two members of the Bears uh, tier 2M, I think we were called, uh, media group. Uh, and so had a bit of a firsthand taste of uh, uh, what it was like for these guys working under very different circumstances than what any NFL teams and players would normally work under. Pat, I appreciate you taking time out for us tonight. And and let's just start there. We'll, we'll get to the nuts and bolts and what everybody else wants to talk about uh, in just a moment. But I just think it's important as we evaluate um, uh, front office coaches and players alike to acknowledge uh, the the extremely difficult extenuating circumstances. And, and I'm not, it's not an excuse one way or the other. That's not the point. I mean, everybody in the country had to deal with this, but as it related to the NFL, it was just so different from, from you know, normal operating procedures uh, that, that you have to take it into consideration as you look at what uh, the league, what, what each individual team and what each individual player and coach, I think, accomplished this year. Yeah, it is. It's uh, certainly first world problems. You show up for your job that pays you hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars, and you get tested every day for the coronavirus. I'm talking about the players. I'm not talking about you and I, Hub. We, do, we don't make that kind of money. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, it was, it was tremendously stressful, both mentally and uh, I think physically for these guys uh, and, and for the leaders. You heard Matt Nagy talk early in the year about every time his phone rang in the middle of the night, his heart sank. And imagine going to bed every night for five months feeling that way. Uh, I, I, think it was, I think it was a drain on everybody. I think that it is commendable to the Bears that they didn't have fewer people uh, come down with the virus, you know, short of Eddie Goldman sitting out the season. I think what they had one starter miss one game, and that was Cody Whitehair. Um, around the league, most teams did worse than that. You know, I think only the Seahawks went all season without a positive test. Uh, so if that is a sign of leadership uh, from the Bears, uh, that's, I think that speaks well to them. Yeah, and you know, if I if I recall correctly, the game that Cody missed was after he'd already missed a couple with the calf injury, and I'm not even sure if it was the virus or the calf that caused him to miss that one. So he was still um, on the list. He was still on the yeah. on the reserve list. So right. yeah, so yeah, he still hadn't uh, tested his way out yet. Right. Um, all right, so let's get to, to what everybody is talking about right now and, and, and something that I think everybody is ignoring, which is that I, I've been asked all day doing shows not only here in Chicago but around the country, you know, what's going on? When are we going to hear? You know, when are we going to find out what's happening with with Matt, uh, with Matt Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy? And, and Pat, I, I think the part that, that most people are missing is if they're not being fired – and I would bet anything that Matt Nagy is not being fired and forced to make a choice. I would bet that Pace isn't either. If they're not being fired, there's nothing to hear. You know, I mean, if in fact George McCaskey is not considering changes, there's there's no announcement to make. And so people need to realize that, you know, it's not necessarily that there's all this behind the scenes maneuvering going on up at Hallis Hall. We, we just don't know where George McCaskey is at right now. Uh, uh, I presume you're not a Simpsons fan. Uh, if you are, I'm sorry for uh, such a presumption. But, you know, it, there's an old Simpsons episode where Homer Simpson creates 
something that looks like a fire alarm, and it's called the Everything's Okay Alarm, and it just sounds every 30 seconds to indicate that everything's okay. Uh, you're right. There's no Everything's Okay alarm here. Uh, you know, the only news we are going to hear from them uh, that confirms that they're back is the scheduling of a press conference, and you know as well as I do that, you know, sometimes it takes a day or two to work that out. Uh, I think the fact, though, that, that Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy have been in two days of meetings with uh, George McCaskey uh, is interesting. I, I think that their vision of the future uh, probably required some selling. And, uh, you know, and, and we'll see, uh, you know, whether that uh, was bought by George. And, and I know that George uh, enjoys both, both guys uh, tremendously. And uh, I think if there's a decision for him to make, it's probably a really difficult one. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's, you would think that every passing minute was a good sign uh, for their future employment. Well, particularly when, when the Bears are already a week behind the curve. You, you know, you've got uh, six remaining GM openings. There were seven. The other six teams have been interviewing for weeks or at least a week already. Uh, there have not been, interestingly enough, I, it seems to me that for none of the head coaching jobs to have filled yet is a little different. Um, but, but again, you know, multiple interviews have been taking place elsewhere. And so if, in fact, you were leaning in that direction, you'd want to be moving as quickly as you can. I also feel it's just I think it's important to point out, Pat, there were two days of meetings after the 12 and 4 season, too. This is the normal standard operating procedure. I mean, you know, just like players have exit interviews with coaches in front office, uh, coaches in front office have exit interviews with ownership. And so the, the fact that there are meetings doesn't tell us anything. It's, it's the length of time that is spent in these meetings and the unknown of what is being discussed that I think has everybody looking at this. So um, my next question for you, uh, our job, of course, is to report the news, not to make it. And yet I'm sure you've been asked as often as I have in the last few weeks and especially the last few days what you think they should do. Should Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace be back? I, I think that hiring what it, it would be hiring their fourth coach in nine years. Is that correct? Um, I think in a vacuum, that doesn't make sense. I think in a vacuum, firing John Fox after three years uh, and firing, <laughs> you know, if John Fox got three years, Matt Nagy sure as heck deserves more than three years. Uh, I think that, you know, the context was different. The amount of money the Bears were spending was different, but the level of success was vastly different. I think in a vacuum, Matt Nagy uh, has done enough to return. The big question, though, both for him and for Pace, is do you trust them to pick a quarterback? Because they need to go get a quarterback. I don't believe that Mr. Trubisky is the answer. I think that even if they were to bring him back, it would be a marriage of convenience because it might be the only job in America that Mitch would have a chance of uh, winning the starting job in. Um, and, but you've got to challenge him. Uh, with Pace, I, I'm not quite as certain. I think it would be difficult to detach both the coach from the GM um, just because you know, they work hand-in-hand hand together. And if you do that, you're, you almost have to either bring in Matt Nagy's hand-chosen general manager and then uh, and extend your relationship with him that way, or bring in somebody who could fire Nagy in a year. I, I don't love either of those choices if I'm the Bears. Um, I would be – I'm curious to see what happens to Chuck Pagano. I think that if you're looking for an obvious, an obvious move, that might be as close as it gets. You know, this is a guy who inherited a team that he thought – or a unit that he thought could be, you know, I think his words were one of the great defense, defenses of all time. 
and uh, it didn't reach that mark, and it seems to be going downhill somewhat quickly. You know, that's interesting because the, you look at the, the defense over the course of the year, and for the first 10 weeks, they weren't that far off, if at all, what we expect them to be. Something happened uh, coming out of the bye, and things started coming apart at Lambeau, um, and yet I, I, I thought that they played one of their better games Sunday in New Orleans. It, you know, it came apart late, third down wasn't good enough. Um, but, you know, Pat, if I had told you going into the game that they were going to give the Saints seven points in the first 40 minutes, I'm guessing you might have thought they had a really good chance to win. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, they were hanging in there. And, um, and yeah, and, 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 you know, you've got the drop ball, you've got, a defense that's worn down over the course of a season. And I, I, uh, I, I think they gave it their best shot there. But, you know, you've got to be able to score more than three points on the road. So I, I'm getting uh, reports here as we go. Uh, our buddy Bigsy uh, is tweeting or apparently just tweeted uh, that the word flying around the NFL right now is Bears will retain both Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy into 2021. Uh, that's what folks working in the league have heard. Um, you know, that's what I've been reporting for weeks. There, there's really nothing surprising about that. Uh, we, we can now say that Brad is, is hearing the same things that I've been hearing, and Brad, of course, is one of the best. Um, but, but, Pat, I think you just echoed it as well. As much as there's a lot of fans, you know, who want change for the sake of change, once you start to dig into this and evaluate the options and what the likely outcomes of those options are, it's just not that easy or logical or smart to, to, to just go ahead and fire your GM and say, let's go find somebody else with, with the competitive market that you're in and, and no pre-planning apparently to go in that direction. Well, I mean, here's, I mean, the question is this, it's, you know, uh, it, it's all, the question is always, um, are you satisfied with what you have? Number one. And if not, how do you know that the next thing is better? And I think that that's a uh, – the second part of the question is the hard one. Obviously, they're not satisfied with what they've got, but they need, they need to make sure the next thing is better. You know, I, I'm not sure this, that there's an obvious answer there. You, you got this quarterback thing, too, which I, I get the outrage over passing on, you know, Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes and taking Mitch Trubisky. I actually don't totally get the Mahomes outrage because – I can tell you for an absolute fact that I know of at least 26, 27 other teams that were going to do exactly the same thing. It's not like, you know, Ryan Pace made some incredible mistake that nobody else could have made. I, I will never understand why he took Mitch over Watson. And, and, and so, you know, I can see why people are upset about that. But this idea that that completely disqualifies him from ever drafting a quarterback again I don't buy that either. You know, I mean, I keep hearing the name Mike Glennon, and I think that's a load of crap because Mike Glennon was brought here to be a bridge to Mitch Trubisky. That's the only reason he was signed. That's the way the contract was structured. And the fact that that only lasted four weeks, uh, you know, was more about uh, circumstances in addition to the way Glennon played. So I'm not sure I get the idea that, uh, uh, you know, Ryan should never be allowed to draft a quarterback again. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, and you look at his other draft success, and there are reasons to think that he could he could get it. But you know, he's zero for three on quarterbacks now. If you count Nick Foles there, and um, and, uh, and and I don't know whether you want to, you know, I assume they're going to let him go uh, one for four, and hope he can go one for four. But you know, the, the track record I think is spotty. 
Um, but if you trust him, you trust him. You got to trust him to, to pick a quarterback. Pat, I know you got to run. Apparently, uh, Ian Rappaport is reporting as we speak that Chuck Pagano will be retiring. Uh, that is the, the first I'm hearing of that report. Uh, we will mm-hmm. follow up on that as best we can as well. Uh, I appreciate your time and uh, wish you. you a good rest of the evening, and we will talk again soon. Thanks. All right, that is Patrick Finley. As you guys just heard, there are various stories breaking as we're talking. I shouldn't say there are stories breaking. There are reports on Twitter, which is very different from stories breaking. Uh, but, uh, you know, Bigsy's tweet makes all the sense in the world to me. And, and again, I, I say it. Uh, in, in, in all sincerity, Brad is absolutely one of the best. He's wired uh, with the Bears as, as well as anybody. And uh, he is uh, tweeting and, and now basically agreeing with what, what I've been reporting, the likelihood uh, that both Ryan and Matt will be back. The uh, report now, the tweet that I, I believe just hit from me in Rappaport, that Chuck Pagano uh, is retiring. Uh, that is absolutely news to me. I, I can't say that it would be stunning when you consider all that Chuck Pagano has been through over the last four, five, six years. It is well documented that he is a cancer survivor. Actually, uh, leukemia, a tremendous battle that he fought this year, had to be particularly uh, difficult on him in terms of exposure uh, to the virus because he was as high a risk a group uh, as you could be in with damage done to his immune system due to the battle uh, against leukemia. And so, um, uh, you know, if in fact this is the decision that Chuck has made, all I would say is that in 43 years on the NFL beat, he is one of the best people uh, that I have ever covered. He is also an outstanding football coach. He has had a great career. And um, if Chuck is moving on, uh, I believe that every Bear fan, and whether they choose to agree with me or not, I certainly wish him nothing but the best. Um, and it will be interesting to see uh, where, um, assuming it is Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace, all this is mainly Matt Nagy's ballpark, be interesting to see where they look for their next coordinator. Um, could that hire come in-house? Uh, it is a possibility. Uh, uh, Jay Rogers, their uh, defensive line coach, is highly thought of uh, around the league. Um, I don't know uh, that any of the other uh, position coaches, as, as I'm quickly going through this in my head, uh, I don't know that Deshae Townsend uh, would be ready. Uh, Mark DeLeon, Ted Monachino. Um, Monachino came in basically as Chuck's right-hand man, so I'm not sure what his status would be with a new defensive coordinator. Uh, so I would think the one internal candidate uh, could be uh, Rogers. Now, th- there are going to be Um, some other very good candidates out there. I will tell you that if he does not get a head coaching job, Raheem Morris, uh, who did a nice job taking over the Falcons as the interim head coach, um, is somebody who will be highly sought after, much as Dan Quinn was uh, in signing with the Dallas Cowboys yesterday to be their new defensive coordinator. Going to have to do a little homework now on other names to keep an eye on because this one does come uh, as a bit of a surprise to me. So we are going to take a quick commercial break right now to catch up. Uh, Let me catch up with the breaking news uh, during the break because it's a little hard to do while we're on the air. And I'm going to be taking your phone calls at 312-644-6767. we got a clean 20-minute window here before we get to our next guest. So uh, give me a call, 312-644-6767. We will talk about this potential breaking news in just a moment right here on The Score. 
This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago Sports Station. These guys just show up. You know, they're great pros. Uh, they prepare, uh, Stacy, week in and week out. Um, they got a ton of pride, um, you know, and they want to carry. They understand circumstances, and it is what it is, and, and they, they're doing their job. And we all have jobs to do as coaches and players, and, and uh, we prepare week in and week out. We're, we're right in the thick of these things. And, and um, you know, just the fact that um, they're professionals and they hold themselves and they hold each other, they hold me, they hold all of us uh, accountable um, to show up and, and make sure all of us are doing our jobs so that we can go out and, and play at a high level. Chicago Bears defensive coordinator Chuck Pagano talking about his defense, the group he had has this year. Um, we should report that according to Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network, Chuck Pagano is going to be retiring and leaving a defensive coordinator opening with the Chicago Bears. We have not had this confirmed by the Bears organization or Chuck yet, uh, but you don't report something like that unless you are pretty sure. So uh, it now certainly uh, expands the conversation uh, around the Bears front office and coaching staff. Uh, We had reported earlier in the evening Uh, As I've been reporting for a few weeks, uh, Brad Biggs tweeting about an hour or so ago uh, that he agrees with my reporting, that it appears that both Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace will be back for the 2021 season. Uh, That, again, not news, but coming from extremely uh, good sources around the league. So uh, the Bears uh, story starting to develop now. Uh, and we're going to be talking about it with you guys tonight at 312-644-6767. That is the number to join us on the BetQL Score listener line. The Score listener line is powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. And because it is breaking news, assuming it becomes news, I should tell you uh, relative to the Chuck Pagano retirement that breaking news on the score is brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. Find out how far an extra mile really goes. Pat is in Plano and also on the BetQL score listener line right now. Pat, thanks for calling. How you doing? I'm doing well, Hub. Um, love your work. Um, I was going to, before the news broke, I was going to agree that we shouldn't blow it up. I finally come around. I'm a little upset, but I've come around to thinking, you know, at least keep yourself attractive to future candidates for GM and coach. So I guess from that perspective, why not save yourself the hassle down the road? Um, but what I wanted to add into the conversation was, you know, the, the anxiety around pace making decisions. I, you know, I kind of bring someone in, get some third party, then, you know, some opinions say, all right, here's what you're allowed to do and just kind of eliminate him, maybe him making another mistake. And the last thing I was going to say was, you know, with Nagy, um, it's like, who's worse, Nagy or Mitch? Uh, um, I think there's no commitment or no promise that if he's going to not coach Mitch to his abilities, then I mean, like what, you're going to get like the perfect quarterback sometime down the road. So if you've got a coach that's not going to coach to his players, then what do you have? And, so I'm going to hang up and listen. I appreciate it. Uh, go Bears. You know, Pat, uh, yeah, thank you for the phone call. Um, the, <laughs> it's just very complicated, and, and people want to act like it's simple. Uh, just fire the guy and replace him. Um, but y- you really need to evaluate what comes next either way. You know, if you keep him or 
if you fire him. And I think that even if this uh, report is accurate and the Chuck Pagano is retiring, um, he will be difficult to replace. He is an excellent defensive football coach. You don't necessarily get it right with whoever you bring in. Uh, haven't really had a chance to start to evaluate who the top candidates could, should, and will be. Um, but you do know you still got plenty of talent to work with. And then, you know, you look at the offensive side of the football and everybody is so focused on the quarterback situation with good reason. It's, it's only been 50 years since the bears have been set at the quarterback position. Um, but I, I think everybody, myself included, has been ignoring, um, a potentially likely outcome, which is that both Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy were committed to doing what it took to get Nick Foles this past offseason. It didn't work. How much of it didn't work because they had no, uh, you know, OTAs, no minicamp, no workout program, no offseason, basically, then had no exhibition season and nothing resembling a normal preseason to get him ready. You know, it's, it's one thing to know the style of offense that Matt Nagy is playing, which is, you know, what he brought with him from working with Andy Reid in Kansas City. Um, and yet at the same time, it, it isn't identical to what they do in, the, in Kansas City. It is a brand new playbook, and Foles never really got a chance to work with it. He also, uh, during his, uh, what was it, seven starts, I believe? Um, uh, or actually, it was more than that, now that I think about it. I think he had nine starts. Um, uh, he played behind one of the worst offensive lines in football. And it was right at the time that they made the switch back to Mitch that they started to get better on the offensive line with the insertion of some of those younger players. But it is, it is not only possible but likely that what a Matt Nagy-Ryan Pace duo could be for 21 is, okay, Mitch is a free agent. You know, time to move on unless he comes back in an extremely team-friendly deal for one year to try and prove himself. You, you you go into the off season saying Nick Foles is our starter. There are quality veteran backups you can get in free agency. Tyrod Taylor will be out there, um, although he, he's a different style quarterback uh, than Nick Foles. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be out there. There's guys like Blake Bortles. Uh, you know, Blaine Gabbard will probably be out there again. Um, so if the bears choose, they could say, no, we don't like the offense. We ran the last four or five weeks. We want to get back to the kind of things that we were doing in, in the Matt Nagy scheme, the chief scheme, if you will, Foles is a guy who can run it and they build the roster for 21 around being able to play that offense and trusting that Foles is the guy who can get it done and that they have a quality veteran backup behind them. They're going to have to draft a quarterback, but I think it would be a huge mistake to do it in the first round because sitting at number 20, um, the top three and almost certainly the top four are all going to be off the board. And so now, you know, if you get the fifth best quarterback in this draft, when you look at the fact that the best and second best quarterbacks in every draft over the last really, you know, six, seven, eight years, except for the 17 draft in, in which Watson and, and, and Mahomes were two and three, um, you know, have failed, that, then then why would you want to take the fourth or fifth best prospect in the first round? That That's probably not the way to go this year. And, and so now you do have to draft one. You got to have a developmental guy, but whether you do that on day two or even early on day three, 
there's no reason that, that you have to say, oh, you know, you know, Ryan Pace shouldn't be allowed to do that. He, he's not completely incompetent. Uh, he's actually done a, a nice job in many areas of building this Bears roster. And it may very well be that while he missed on Mitch, he could find the next Russell Wilson in the third round or the next Tom Brady in the sixth round. You just don't know. Um, so, you know, do you want to take advantage of, of you've got at least one more year where talent-wise the window is open on this defense? Um, you know, to be a top five, top seven defense in the NFL, you may have enough. You got to re-sign Allen Robinson. You got to add a few more pieces. You got to improve the offensive line, but you may have enough to be, you know, significantly better, if not great, but significantly better on offense. And you may be able to contend next year, or would you rather just blow the whole thing up? be awful next year and maybe awful for a number of years to come, depending on, you know, who you bring in to do the job and how good they are. So uh, I don't know which way George McCaskey will go or should go, but, but it's not as simple as a lot of fans want to make it. There is a compelling case uh, for going one way or the other. So um, let's keep kicking it around. The phone number 312-644-6767. You can also text me at 312-644-6767. Would love to hear from you guys in our text zone as well. Uh, And, of course, the text zone is brought to you by Rosen Hyundai Valgonquin. Save time. Shop online at rosenhyundai.com, which reminds me I am broadcasting live from the Hyundai studios right now. So, you know, we've had all kinds of stuff breaking in this first hour. Let me sum it up for you one more time. Uh, There are reports on Twitter now from Ron Rappaport, I'm sorry, Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network, uh, that Chuck Pagano will be announcing his retirement, that the Bears will be in the market for a new defensive coordinator. Uh, Brad Biggs is tweeting, uh, as I have been reporting, that, that, that our sources around the league are telling us that there will be no other changes at the top for the Chicago Bears, that Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace will probably both be back. Again, that is not... Uh, confirmed by anyone at Hallis Hall, nor is the Pagano retirement, but but, but these are the reports that we're now getting uh, from our best sources around the league. And so that begins to um, form and and, and basically dictate the conversation around the Chicago Bears, not only today, tomorrow, and for the next couple weeks, but for the 2021 season. And at least now it, it it allows us to be pointed in a certain direction and try and figure out what comes next. Uh, the, the one other aspect that I've kind of introduced yesterday and today, and I think people need to strongly consider, is many of us, myself included, have been talking about the possibility that it would be a good idea to make a significant effort to try and bring Mitch Trubisky back for one, maybe two more years on a team-friendly deal in which he would have a chance to prove himself because there is nobody out there. And that is reality. I mean, you are not going to get your quarterback of the future in free agency this offseason, and you're probably not going to get him in the draft, or at least not in the first round. Um, And so it, it really does make sense in that regard to take another look at Mitch if you think that he would be the best backup available if Foles got the starting job. And I think what we've seen now is he probably wouldn't be because in the case of Foles being the starter, that's only going to be if they get away from the offense they've been running the last four or five weeks and and, and get back to 
you know, doing what Matt Nagy wants to do with his RPO-based uh, throw the football all over the lot type offense, which is not Mitch's strong suit. And so maybe the best idea, based on circumstances, I'm not saying it's the ideal scenario, I'm just saying based on current circumstances, Maybe the best idea is just to say, all right, this is why we went and got Nick Foles. He's our starter going into the offseason. We're going to go get a veteran backup. We're going to draft a kid to develop, and 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 then we go from there. Um, I think it is beginning to look like that could be the Bears' plan for this offseason. We're going to continue to kick it around all night long. We've already made some changes uh, in the plan for this evening. I know I promised a few guests to talk some uh Cubs and White Sox and some Bulls but at this point it seems obvious that with things starting to happen the Bears are the conversation the topic of the hour so if you want to kick it around with me give me a call 312-644-6767 is the phone number I'm Hub Arker sitting in for Joe Ostrowski on the Joe O show tonight we're going to be doing this up until nine o'clock let's see if we can fix the Chicago Bears guys we're going to get right at that job in just a moment right here on the score we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.